Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Hello and welcome to the Psalm 1611 podcast, where we want to help ministers and small churches. For more information, please visit BethanyBBC.com or you can visit our Facebook page, Psalm 1611. This is episode six, Stress in the Ministry. All right, welcome back to the Psalm 1611 podcast. We're thankful you're joining us again for our sixth episode. And we're excited to give you a good good word today um, about stress in the ministry. Now, stress can come in many different forms, many different ways. Uh, so we're just going to kind of take a look at the personal uh, effect stress has had on myself and our pastor, Robert Altman, throughout ministry, uh, give you some tips on you know ways to get through it, some things to look through while you're in it, and then we're going to leave you with a good word uh, at the end. So to start off with, we actually have a Bible verse. Uh, so Pastor Altman, if you would, go ahead and read that verse on stress and how we're going to help you through it. It's in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11. The Apostle Paul is talking about, during the chapter, all the external, all the outside uh, afflictions he has suffered for the gospel. And then he says this toward the end of that in verse 20, verse 28. Besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care. Now, different versions translate this different ways. The care can be pressure, anxiety, worry. However, it is translated, it carries the same thought. That which cometh upon me daily, the care, the worry, the anxiety, the pressure of all the churches. So there is a biblical reference that tells us that ministers not only have the outside, but the work of a minister is a heartfelt, heart-filled, heart-breaking, heart-riching work uh, that is supernatural and that is spiritual. Uh, so that's the verse I want to start everything out with to get everybody's mind focused on that. If you are a minister in a church, your work is more than external. It's also internal, and there's internal problems, internal pressures that only you feel um, and only God can take care of. Yeah, um, and for ministers, we, we understand. We completely understand where you're coming from um, and really how it feels to be in it. For, for us, and I think I can speak for pastor as well, um, the most stressful time of the week is really Saturday night. Leading up, you know Sunday morning's coming. You know it's going to be a day um, full, and you're going to be going all day. But most importantly, you know that what you do the next morning will impact people's eternity. Um, and so you carry that weight, and you you know, you know give it to Jesus as best you can because his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Um, but you still have to feel that, you know, every week and roll with it. So we're just going to kind of dive right into it. We're going to talk about the most stressful time uh, and we've had in our ministry, um, and then we'll share with you um, kind of how God's helped us through it and what we got out of it. So, Pastor, I'm going to let you start out with the most stressful time in your ministry. Stress works differently with different people. You were saying there's different heights and depths of stress and anxiety and pressure. Um, that is very relative. At the same time, each person's 
makeup, their genetic makeup, their their internal makeup has a lot to do with how they handle stress. Um, the jury's still out on how much I can handle. Um, I think it's a lifelong thing, but I know I've experienced different depths and different heights of anxiety and depression. Um, so some of it is very simple, like you're saying Saturdays or Fridays or Sunday morning when you, you can feel the pressure, the burden of not only wanting to affect people's eternal, eternity in a positive light, but also encourage and edify the people there. The, the, that weight of can I communicate the gospel efficiently enough that the 10-year-old can get it or the uneducated can get it to the point the person that's been in church 30 years and has a good doctrinal mind can get it. So there's those kind of stresses. And there's family stresses, but the two probably supernatural stresses that I've had that's really even hard to wrap my mind around is the spiritual stress and anxiety that came up my freshman year in college, uh, the fall of 2003. And it was a spiritual depression and anxiety that lasted for months. And it was one of the most scariest, one of the most confusing uh, times in my life, period. So that was that was the first one. I begged God to pull me out of it. Um, I prayed fervently. I would sleep every night with my Bible open where I had read it to the point I could not function anymore. I was looking for answers. But if you've been there, you understand this. I really didn't know what answers I was looking for. I just knew that I was a miserable wreck in a dark spot. That was the first one. Um, and that didn't come with a lot of, a lot of physical side effects. The second one was, uh, I think it was the year of 2014, the year that the church uh, caught fire, uh, and we, were, we ended up being displaced that year. But before even the church took on any, any kind of burden physically, I was taking on a physical burden. My body was just collapsing. We were purchasing the building we're in now, that the studio is in now. Um, we were trying to sell the property we were in. We were financially strapped. We were doing two services along with life groups, had a full summer plan, uh, went to the doctor for a very simple uh, uh, sore throat that they misdiagnosed and ended up turning into a very strong strep throat situation. So I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I couldn't feel if I was swallowing. A um, lot of issues there. That went on for about three weeks. Uh, right after that, I ended up having all kind of imbalances internally and uh, with with um, ulcers and digestion, and I couldn't really eat. I was weak. This lasted for weeks, lasted for weeks, um, and had some people care for me during that time. My wife was so great, uh, but it was actually toward when, when I was coming out of that, I was taking a Saturday off to spend with my kids. And that's when we, we got the call that the church was on fire. So that year was horrific. And that time of stress was the worst time of stress I've had mentally, emotionally. And also it came with the outside afflictions uh, that came with it. Very dark times, very hard times, very uncertain times, times that uh, God got, God made his mark and showed himself true and faithful. But even now, it's not something I want to run back to and do over. No matter how great the blessing is, uh, the, the weight was very heavy. And it's not something I'm, I'm really would be really exciting to hit rewind in my life and go back to. 
So you talked about the blessings being in your life. Share with us um, something that you personally got out of that time in your life, something that's maybe helping you now in ministry or helped you even then in ministry. There was no way for us to continue on the path we were going on in 2014 um, financially with two building projects going on and, and several other things that were happening and um, just just a lot. There was no possible way. We had crunched the numbers. We had, uh, we had, we had thought all kind of ideas, and we had hit wall after wall after wall after wall and nowhere to go, and we, we didn't know what to do. We were without any idea of what to do. And then uh, the church caught fire, and we had no choice but to do something. Yeah. Yep. So we ended up with the First Baptist Church here in Baltimore, which were wonderful, um, yeah. wonderful, wonderful hosts, and let us be their guest and ministered to us in a great way in our time of need. Um, and we just knew we had to do something. So the biggest blessing there was knowing that when we can't lead, that God can. Right. And uh, and that was that was really awesome to be able to depend on Him and watch how He opened up many doors. Uh, to sustain us in the wilderness. And we watched God prepare us a table in the wilderness. He, he certainly did. So that's one big blessing is um, nobody in our church can take credit for leading us through that time. I mean, if I was going to make a resume, it would probably say that, you know, <laughs> we led to a church build or something. But the truth needs, the truth would be that none of us can take any credit for how everything fell out and we ended up exactly where we're supposed to be. Yep. Um, Okay, share with us how God helped you through that stressful time. How did he, um, yeah, how, how did he, how was he with you? How did he help you through that time? Um, I had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful support cast that cared much for me, um, took care of me in, in many ways. Uh, so he showed himself faithful and showed himself strong in putting those people around me that, uh, that I needed. He also helped me discover how serious it is to have um, a mindset and a minister schedule, a, a healthy mindset and a ministry schedule. Yeah. Saturdays are not, I, I know where you are. Uh, Saturdays were hard nights and hard days for me for many, many years in preparation and worry and anxiety. And I prepare much the same way I did then. It's just I understand I only got so much energy to put into that. I have to let God take care of it. Um, I have to allow people to do their job. And if they don't get their job done, if it don't go great, if somebody drops the ball, you save that to the next week. Sunday's for worship. Find our joy in God. Make make God that priority. And um, so that, that was huge, huge that God gave me the opportunity to see how to handle a schedule better, not necessarily changing it, because I, I hate to have a podcast where I'm encouraging ministers to be lazy. I think they ought to be very hardworking. Uh, our life is a pressured life, but having that mindset where God is number one, mm -hmm. he's supreme. It changed my study habits. It, ch it changed a lot. Th those, th that time of my life changed where I put all my emphasis. So I took my work and put it more toward preparation, study, and feeding the flock of God. And uh, so God really blessed me and, and helped me in those ways. Yeah, um, and really personally for ministers, um, sometimes it's it's your lot in life to to go through some pretty terrible things. Um, we're I say we're preacher studying on a man named William Cooper, um, and he asked me earlier if I could get basically 
not see any success in ministry, not have much joy, have a, a tormented life, but know that two songs that I've written have blessed the church for hundreds of years, um, would I take it? And honestly, I don't don't think I'd be that uh, that strong enough, that Christian enough to to accept the torment of a life of of just misery. Um, and that's something I've come to grasp with. So sometimes it's your lot just to, to not have the nicest things, to have stuff that's going to break over and over again, um, and to be stressed about whether it's finances or, or schooling or your job or whatever. Uh, sometimes that's just part of it. And God, everything has a purpose. Everything has a, a doing, a work of good for God in your life. Um, and so I'll, I'll just share very quickly um, a little bit. And I've I haven't been in ministry for no amount of time to really have much to say. Um, only time I've been in ministry, really, it's been four years, the four years I've been in college. Um, and the first year was the roughest. Um, starting college, making decisions uh, that to say that I was going to stay here at Bethany um, on the weekends, travel back uh, for all four of my years, and I'm so thankful I've made that decision and was persuaded into making the decision. Um, but that was very, it was a transitional part of my life. A lot of friends were kind of moving into their next phase. Um, and those that I knew at church were kind of leaving. Um, a lot of stress was put on Saturdays. Um, you start, I started to, like Preach was saying, kind of despising Saturday and look forward to Monday because I knew I could breathe then. I could kind of rest and not worry about the next day that was coming. Um, I wasn't really enjoying worship that much. And, um, there's a part of my ministry that was just very stressful. Um, I was an 18-year-old trying to lead a group of adults um, where I was, I still am, I'm very prideful, um, and I feel like I know um, a little bit more than the people <laughs> that I was leading, and it was hard for me to be compassionate about that. Um, and so it was hard for me to do that. That was very stressful. That was probably the most despised part of my Sunday um, was trying to be prepared and finding a way to lead them. Uh, but something I got out of it is just is what Preacher said earlier. That's faithfulness. First off, God is faithful. He is faithful when you don't think He is. He's faithful when you don't feel like it. He is faithful to you, and most importantly, He's faithful to Himself. And by that, I mean He does what is in His will and for His purpose, and not always in your will. And so you can rest and you can trust in that. That's for me. That's something to trust in, is that God is working for His will. Um, and secondly, you being faithful in your ministry is so important. You being faithful in, to your people, to what you do, is so important to see and you get through it. Um, and then God really helped me through that by the people that was around me, um, my friends that were still here, the people that were leading me. That was a blessing. Um, and then in Charleston, he kind of gave me a new group to to uh, just hang around, to fellowship with, um, and a band I joined in Elevate. And I still have some great friends to this day that I can just talk with and understand life and ministry together. Um, so that was a blessing for me uh, in my stressful time. So we're just going to leave you um, with a nice uh, a little nugget, as I would call it, just something for you to hold on to uh, in your dark place right now. And so Preacher's going to give us the little word for those that are still in the dark. Darkness is not bigger than God. That, that's something... Um, that we have to keep in mind. God himself creates darkness. Um, he's over it. He has a special purpose in it, uh, mainly to glorify himself. And so uh, there's, there's a verse, too, that 
uh, we can take from the Apostle Paul out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6. And the Bible says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He's not commanding light to shine into your darkness. He's strong enough to go to the center, the stronghold of your darkness, and to let light beams of hope and glory for others shine from your darkness. Todd was talking about being faithful. Um, this did teach me what God could do with me and for me and through me for others. I understand that being a pastor and being a father and a husband, that God wants us to teach those around us how to suffer correctly, uh, how to behave wisely like David did in the midst of his darkness, in the midst of his persecution, and on the run from Saul. He behaved himself wisely. God wants us to show people how to do that. Now, with that said, let's get honest. Most of our behavior, a lot of mine was not pretty, hmm. a lot of doubt, a lot of shadow. Uh, I was encouraging somebody this week uh, in the middle of their darkness, said, look, valleys will come and go. You know, in between two mountain peaks is a valley, right? So you're going to have valleys. You're going to come out those va valleys. God's going to show you good things in the valleys. You know that's going to happen. But what baggage are you going to pick up in the valley? What weight are you going to hike the next mountain with? So try not to pick up any baggage, bad habits, schedules, um, thought processes, addictions. Encourage yourself that God is going to let light shine out of your darkness. He's going to let that light shine out. And do not rest on anything. Do not find security in anything in your darkness but Jesus. Because whatever you allow yourself to get involved with in the darkness is going to go with you to your next phase of life. So keep a good mind on that. Trust God. Get your full joy from Him. Don't rely on anything uh, outside of Jesus Christ to get your joy and your pleasure in life. Yeah, and I'm just going to extend basically what he was saying is let Jesus be your all in all. And I'm going to look again to the Apostle Paul out of Philippians chapter 4. Paul says, I know how to be abased, I know how to be lowly, and I know how to abound. I know how to have great things. He said, everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And then he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So pastor, minister, worker, you can do all things. And that means not that you can preach the best sermon, not that you can do the service you know, without flaw, but that if you have nothing, you have everything in Christ. You can do all things because even if nothing goes to plan, you still have Christ. And uh, that's what I want to leave you with as we uh, end this podcast. So uh, we thanks uh, for listening. Preacher, you got anything to add to that before we close out? Tune in next time. That's Can't. what I want you to do. Can't wait to see you then. Uh, thanks for listening again. We hope this has helped you. And uh, honestly, our goal is to be real, is to be a uh, very transparent with you and trying to help you uh, the best we can and the best God will allow us to. So join us next time in Psalm 1611 for episode 7. We can't wait to hear you then and uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Psalm 1611 podcast. Again, for more information, you can check out BethanyBBC.com or visit our Facebook page, Psalm 1611. Thank you.